Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Jason Choi. He's the Chief People Officer, where he helps companies build standout cultures, leaders, teamwork, and great workplaces. Jason, welcome to our show. Hey, thanks for uh, being on the show and being back and speaking to you. And it's always great to speak to a fellow New Yorker. Yeah. What's one thing you most appreciate about New Yorkers, Jason? You know, they are very straightforward. <laughs> they get to the point. And I would say one of the things about my friends from the East Coast is when you make a great friendship with someone, it's a lifelong friendship, period. End yeah. of story. And never, you never need to go back to it. Like even the people from grad school or the people I meet, if I don't talk to them for five or 10 years, it's literally exactly where I left it off at give or take nothing like they don't even ask me where have you been what's going on they're just assuming that something got in the way and it's almost assuming positive intent and you just continue and pick it up where i find other people in other places it doesn't necessarily always work that way but it's um, literally universally every person that i met that's yeah i'm i'm super grateful that i grew up there i was born and raised there all my family and friends are there but um so talk to us about you, Jason, in terms of your chief people officer. Why did you decide to go down that route relative to helping people? I was just talking to a HR person and you know, anyone that has to deal with people on a very intimate and, and real level. It's, it's, it's for me, at least it's, it's very challenging. So why did you decide that path? Cause there's so many different things you could do, but why that like culture, teamwork, workplace? Yeah. So one of the things that I found, cause I went from, instead of practicing law, went out to Silicon Valley and I got to fortunately work with Steve Jobs, with the current CEO of Netflix, with the CEO of HP. I got to work with a lot of people and I was just in, you know, the gold rush back there. And I saw that the organizations that are able to galvanize people together and create a mindset and a relentless pursuit of success and greatness and be able to create this connection and belonging amongst people were able to create groundbreaking, industry-changing impact and, and find their purpose simultaneously. And I always thought to myself, well, how does someone sort of put that together and create that because oftentimes people can do that once but not consistently and also i found that you know technologies evolved right where they produce better systems all the way around but when it comes to people and talent it's considerably behind everything else and all my clients really struggle with that to some degree right of creating that culture or the teamwork or really how to do it they just sort of go about doing it the best that they can and it works and doesn't it ebbs and flows and i found you don't have a strategic priority you don't have a process and a plan right like baking a cookie or a supply chain or anything else that you can put in there the output of it won't be really what you want in end of the day right it's about getting people to work together to create great things because if you do great work but the people around you don't you won't be able to reach your full potential and really enjoy the life that in the business that you're living. 
Yeah, so let's talk about Steve Jobs, I mean, because most people know, actually, one of my friends and mentors, his name is Noam Bushnell, who actually hired Steve Jobs at Apple. I'm sorry, not Apple, at Atari. But um, you look at a guy like him, right? Clearly, he's quite inspirational, but he's also known as a tyrant, and he's very angry and emotional. So with him, I mean, did you, did you work with him to the capacity where you can see, was that his manager style? Because it's, it's one thing to, like, read about him. And I can talk to Nolan because he actually hired him, but it was a very different time. So if you work with a guy, I mean, what's that isn't there there's dissonance where okay yeah inspired but he also didn't seem to treat his employees very well yeah i mean i think he had a very different way that he saw the world i mean when we were in marketing because i was in an agency and we had worked on pixar for a while and then when he came back to apple we bid and we were a small agency, which is a whole other story, and won against every other one. And so we spent like a little bit over a year um, before it became too much for the agency we had um, to sort of deal with him and the whole organization. But he saw the world really as, you know, 98% of what you do is crap. And like 1% is okay. And the other 1% could be good. And a tiny percent of that 1% may be potentially great. Um, but he always strived to do better himself and was a perfectionist in everything he did and prepared. And I think that also pushed you to really get the absolute best out of you. Now, I think that also created sometimes that you hated working there, but as we reflect on it, I did some, we did some incredible work under some intense pressure that you know people rarely do and as a group of people too because it got us to work together as a group because it forced us to because if one person looked bad everyone looked bad yeah no, i think it's a great lesson because you have to have standards right and for me it's like when you look at the olympics you look at the gold medal silver medal and bronze medal it's it might be like a half second or even a half of a, a tenth of a second for between a gold and, and and silver so i actually agree with what you're saying about the 1%. And that's the thing. It's like, it really raises your standards. And let's flip it on the other side. Cause Reese, Reed Hastings from Netflix, he's someone that I admire too. And what do you think are some things that he does well relative to building people up? Or if he does, again, I never met the guy and haven't really read much about him. Yeah. I got to spend six months with the CEO working on, on, on strategy with them. And this is probably really early on in Netflix. Right. I mean, I'm trying to think exactly one of this is around 2000, 2001, um, somewhere right around there. And, you know, they were a fly on a wall compared to Blockbuster at the time. And they had, you know, really independent other movies on that. But he was trying to move the needle in that company. And we were having discussions about how can he do different stuff on talent management and leading the company and vision and growing the library. So he was always looking at how can we move this five steps ahead and what's possible right? And, and what could we do? Um, whether, we had the, whether we had the resources or not, how could we push the needle and get more out of the group of people? And he took the time to have these discussions with us once a week for a couple hours, right? So he had to take time out of his calendar, which means he had to get to the office super early because having these brainstorm blue, you know, sky meetings with smart people were important for him to drive the company. So we understood his role as a visionary, which a lot of CEOs don't because they don't spend the time working on the vision. They're working on execution, right? So they're more like a president or a COO mm -hmm. than that. 
And I found that he really tapped into that and really wanted to have something. And his goal was always to become, you know, much bigger than Blockbuster at the time, right? And create the place where people were watching movies, right? And we're going- what he has now. <laughs> right, which he's had now. Yeah, and I yeah. think that that's, you know, even Yahoo, I wasn't even at the company, you know, my agency before they got Yahoo was in a garage with Jerry Yang, but they talked about it being, you know, lifestyle, life, yeah. you know, lifestyle entertainment company, right? Yeah. When they were in a garage and all they had was a search engine. Yeah. So I think part of this is having a huge vision that you cascade into and you have to go beyond what's possible in your current belief system and what, and people have to look at it and say, you are absolutely insane, right? Yeah. I mean, look at your life journey, right? I mean, who would say that some yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. kid from you know, New York would <laughs> make it out to California and yeah. do all the stuff you did? If you showed that to someone when you were seven or eight years old, they would probably look at you and say, that's not possible, right? Yeah, well, yeah. right, you have to cascade it that big. And so I think that that's part of the components of doing great work and that requires you to not do it in a box but to get smart people around you and be able to work with them and to create something you know meaningful that's great so jason what's one question you like to ask people to really learn about them well, it's probably a couple things because that's one of the games I created was Cards Against Mundanity. I found that the questions you ask people about their behaviors and beliefs are really the things that are most important. And when I talk to CEOs about interviewing that really do a great job of it, they do. So I'll ask questions of them like, what's the most important lesson you've learned in the last year, right? If you were to thank one person for becoming the person you are today, who would it be and why, right? And mm -hmm. I always ask the other question, you know, I'll, I'll ask people is tell me about the biggest setback in the last five years and what did you learn from it? Yeah. And I think well, you can, awesome. right. So if you ask questions like that from people, you will learn about their character and about their values. And end of the day, when you all, when everyone thinks back to the people they care about the most or the people they've worked with the most, and they've enjoyed and they care about too, and have done probably your greatest work, it's the character and values that you look back on those people that you're on alignment on that allowed you to do the things that you didn't think were possible or stretch yourself to some significant goal. Oh, that's great advice, Jason. How can our guests stay in touch with you? Yep, you can go to my website. It's uh, jasontroy.com. That's Jason T-R eu.com and i've got a free game that does all these questions called cards against mundanity that a lot of people use for teamwork and it's great in this situation now for doing remote you know conversations and building trust and teamwork and communication awesome jason thanks so much for your time have a great day hey thanks